Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Jim Gerard, alongside none other than John Tesh. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm I'm very excited about your guest today because I think that uh, I think it's a great idea to come up with a a, a, a unique way to make a planter. <laughs> oh, planter! I'm sorry. I, you, you, you told me it was the most funded planter in ground, but, you, but it's funded planter. Yes. Listen, I need this. I, what you have to tell me? Well, I'll are take you, you through. Are it. you using it? I have one. Yeah. So, so this is going to sound. Look, this is going to sound a little infomercially, and I want you guys to know that this is there was no exchange of funds for doing this interview. Arman Asadi is our guest today, and he has invented the Evo Planner, the uh, Project Evo Planner. It was a crowdfunded planner about, uh, basically, you get a, a, a physical planner that is designed for your brain type. So you have to actually go through a brain quiz, and it finds out kind of how you process information and what gets you into this thing called flow. And if you've never experienced flow, we've talked about it before. We have that app, Brain FM that uh, John and I use, and it's a great way to kind of get your brain into that into that decision-making flow, that that just creative flow. Uh, it's it's very popular in Silicon Valley right now, where programmers try to get into flow, where they where they handle things really easily. And this planner is designed. Plus, you've seen it. You've seen it uh, on the basketball court, on the tennis oh, yeah. court. Yeah, yeah. Fl- Athletes are in flow. Flow is flow is the thing that you're chasing. Where 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 uh, where a lot of productivity feels effortless, regardless of what your area of of expertise is, whether you're writing, whether you are collating, whatever, it, or or you're playing basketball, flow is that that level of mastery that happens where it's almost as if your body has taken over and it is doing it. Well, this planner is designed to get you into flow for tackling the tasks of your day. Uh, I took the test. I'm an alchemist. I, I had no, no again, like no, I, that, that was what that was your uh, that's my type. So there's the alchemist, the oracle, the adventurer, uh, and there's, there's one other, and I can't remember what it is. In, I, idiot, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. So, we'll just write it all down for you, John. So, but I just want to say, I had read about this planner, and I told uh, our other podcast producer, uh, Chrissy Wallen, who does all the bookings for the guests, and I told her, I said, Look, I really want to talk to this guy. Can you get me an interview? And she got me one within a week. So th- I'm very very excited to share this guy Be- with because you because his life was planned and he had room for it. Right, That's exactly. What it's yeah. exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah. But he he also just talks about being an entrepreneur and how the, the the pros and cons and the difficulties and the successes of being an entrepreneur. So if you're interested in getting into flow, if you're interested in in how your brain works and how to best organize your life around your brain type, uh, or if you're just interested in the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and all of the challenges that are facing that very popular life decision right now, this is the interview that you need to hear. So, did he send you a planner? He did send so me a planner. So, money did exchange hands. Pl- uh, yeah, okay. Uh, he gave, uh, sent me one to, to mess around with, uh, and i got to be honest with you. I've had a lot of different planners, uh, and, I, and I'm always in search of a good planner. And, and this, this is not an online planner, right? No, there just, is an online element. There's an app, okay. and you sync up your planner to the app. Oh, cool. You, and that, you do not have to do that. You yeah. can just use the physical planner. I like planner. the writing down thing. Yeah. But, um, but, you, but you, uh, we've talked a lot on the show about how important the physical act of writing is. Right, yep. And that is emphasized in the physical planner. Look, there, there, there's a lot of benefits to having these, these devices that we type on all the time, but there is something in the synapses that changes when you physically put ink to paper, when you're physically making each of the letters and each of the words. It makes your brain work this better. This is exciting. This, so is, this exciting. is This is one of those. It, what, what is it? Oh, it's called the Evo Planner. Evo Planner. Right. And you can go to, uh, I'll put a link to everything you need to get a hold of it in the show notes. It's uh, Project Evo. Is, is where you find you it. You know, as I was uh, planning out my day today on, on my, uh, uh, I had like a couple of scripts of paper that I, so I'm, I'm looking forward to using a, yeah. a real planner, but I was planning on talking about goats. And so let's just do that. 
See what I did there? Absolutely That's nothing. That's a nice segue. That's a terrible segue. Okay, I wanted to tell you, because we talked about this on the radio show a while back, but and I wanted to share it with, the, with your podcast audience. Um, uh, goats are, are apparently very trendy right now. Yeah. So now people use goats uh, for clearing brush to, to prevent wildfires, you know, brush clearance. There's also party goats that are hired to mingle with guests at sh- social events. We even talked about goat yoga. I know it sounds ridiculous, but goats wander around the yoga studio and people interact with them while they're doing uh, yoga. Uh, but now uh, the goat milk products and meat products are huge. People yeah. are, and they're expensive, right? Because it takes more goats than cows to, to, to make, make a burger. A, make a bur- <laughs> no, no. To make a quart of milk. Yeah. But the go- goats are, uh, it's, it's the new thing now. And you know, goat meat has half the calories of beef, one-sixth the saturated fat. But goat, goats seem like they have more of a personality than cows. So I feel, I feel like I don't want to eat them. Uh, you know, I mean, drink the uh, milk, yeah, but uh, I, I, I feel like if you're going to eat meat, you need to acknowledge that you are eating. The, I, I think you, there's plenty of information and plenty of reason to be vegan, but also if you're going to choose to eat meat, if that's we are omnivores, we are designed to eat meat. If that's what you're going to do, I think understanding the full weight of of what the cost of eating meat is is, is important, and that includes sometimes includes eating animals that uh, yeah. and understand that you're ta- yeah, you're yeah. eating the life, you're you're taking the life. From right, that animal right. for your own sustenance, and that is important. But 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 cows and acknowledging that is important. Cows produce a lot more pollution than goats. Oh, yeah. Goats are really hardy. Yeah. And if you are interested in a pet, forget the meat the meat angle. If you're interested in a pet, goats are are so much hardier than cows and so much easier to keep. They're smaller. They're low maintenance. It's like a giant. And hamster. they do clean the brush. It's like a giant. Plus hamster the meat, does be, yeah. brush clearance exactly. Yeah. yeah. And maybe just eat one leg or something so that you still have your pet. Wow. Wow, that is dark. dark. And I mean, yeah, never, never but, mind. Don't but do you know that. what? Like, you, what, what, each <laughs> I'm not really own. known for being this to dark each, either. Each I'm a little tired after our concert. Oh, my gosh. So tired. <laughs> People don't realize we just, got, we just got done doing a run of concerts, and we're, gonna, we're, we're not uh, teshmusic.com to see where we're going to be next. We're getting ready to do a whole bunch in September, but uh, for now we're off. But it was like two hours of sleep. And uh, yes, 21 was, hours tw- was 21 hours of travel. 21 hours. Yeah. Um, awesome. It was, uh, could have been worse. It, it could, it, I don't know if that's true, but yeah, I guess it, <laughs> it could have been worse. Uh, don't you remember we were in Wabash and the lady at the American airlines desk said, you know, we have people who have been stuck here for three days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you were standing there when you heard that. When I heard that, I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Now yeah. that there's nothing wrong with Wabash, but I we wanted to come home. home. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that was that was an adventure. I am also very tired. But yes, to your point about goats, I feel like they are these low-maintenance pets that do a lot around the house. Like you said, they do brush clearance. In fact, I know some companies that employ goats. You know, they, they maintain a herd of goats, and all they do is they go and they clear brush for people. That's how they make their living. Okay, so people didn't come to hear about goats. They want to hear about the Evo Planner. Uh, but coming up after the, uh, the interview is a safety quiz. So, uh, and keep this oh. in mind. The most dangerous animals in North America are A, dogs, B, Alligators or C, bees? I'll have the answer uh, come up in just a moment, but first. But here's my interview with Armand Asadi. Armand Asadi, thank you so much for being on Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Now, I mean, uh, what, what people may not know is I, I, some, some, people, um, some people are just kind of in a rotation of people that we have on the show, but some people I've, act- I've actively pursued to try to get on the show, and you are one of the people I've actively pursued because I have seen your ads. I have seen what Project Evo is because I'm a planner nerd. I, have, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of ink and paper planners, and 
Um, yours is is one of the one of the ones I've been the most curious about for a long time, and so I really wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, so I'm 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 kind of fanboying out a little bit to have you on the show today. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, I'm I'm excited to talk, and I don't get to talk to people that often that are actually like I'm saying, you know, truly passionate about it themselves and practitioners. So this should be awesome. It's a weird thing to be nerdy about, but like like uh, we were talking about before we started. I am. Uh, I, we've talked on the show a lot about the importance of putting ink to paper. I mean, I'm. I am no luddite. I have. I have apps out the wazoo on my phone for organization, but I carry with me a paper planner everywhere I go because there is something about physically putting your 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 pen to paper that is different than than just having it in the app. I think people experience a sort of subjective magic uh, that -hmm. it's difficult for them to explain um, Mm -hmm. in words. And so even just subjectively, you are such a proponent of it because, and we could talk about that, it's like, what does it actually do for you? What is the difference between actually putting your hand on a piece of paper with a pen and getting something out of your head versus having it in an app? You know, most people would say something like, I can't honestly explain it, but in my experience, as far as I can tell, um, there is honestly a sort of creative output that occurs when a person really connects physically with their body and connects that with their brain. And the act of actually uh, scribing and writing something down generates a sort of different uh, you, you sort of tap into a different area of your mind uh-huh. and you're able to really open up that portal and get creative and actually understand and uncover what's going on in there. And this is what we see with things like, for example, the studies around reflective journaling. Why right. is reflective journaling such a uh, positive habit? Why are the universities studying this and what is the effect of it? We find that often it's a healthy way for people to go through the experiences that they've been through and better understand them and relieve a lot of even anxiety and depression and compulsion disorders and things like that just through the act of writing something Mm. um, and understanding it for themselves. So I find this stuff (laughs) super fascinating too. I'm a plant nerd and a a nerd in this regard as well. So yeah, man. I I wonder if there's something about the, the, if there's a language element, like, first of all, I'm a very fast typer. It's just the part of the generation I'm in. I I type faster than I can physically hand write. And a lot of people can at this point. Um, but the uh, I think there's something about slowing my brain down and giving my thoughts words because I don't necessarily think in words. I think giving like putting language to things because I think in in ideas and pictures uh, yeah. more often than not. And so there's something about taking the ideas and literally giving words to them that I think is a powerful part of engaging my whole brain. I also think of it as like when you're working inside of your phone, there's two components to this. When you're working inside of technology, you are literally stuck in a freaking distraction zone Mm -hmm. next to Instagram and your to-do list and your text message from your family Mm -hmm. and all these other things that are not there to serve you. But you're trying to use this device that is really just the ultimate distraction zone that has absolutely no component of presence or mindfulness to it. And you're trying to be mindful and present in that environment. Yeah. That's the first component. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really work to try to be effective and find your flow and productivity in a, in a zone where it's just not designed for that. Mm-hmm. And secondly, which I, I think even more importantly, your phone isn't limitless and open and expansive um, like your mind is. You can't Ooh. fully in your in, – in, let's just say if I open a piece of paper, there's no box here. 
there's no limit to what I can do. So what maybe just think of that as like what you described as being able to use different formats to understand what's going on in your mind. You can draw something, you can write something in big block letters. And then someone argue, yeah, but I could pull up my iPad and I could pull up the notes app and do it with my Apple pencil. Okay, fine. Right. <laughs> like, fine, fine, fine. If you really want to do that, fine, but you're still missing out on the first component of what yep. I talked about, which is you're still in the distractions yep. zone. Having a sacred place, a sacred act. This is a habit and ritual that you build in this personal beauty. And for the Evo planner, may I add a beautiful little thing <laughs> that you can just write in and draw in and reflect in and understand how you're working and, and score yourself in. And it just provides a whole different outlet. You know, you're never going to find that in, in technology. I won't say, well, never is a strong word, but for now, maybe until I'm in a VR world where I'm doing the same thing. And yeah. <laughs> Player. But I mean, yeah, maybe, yes. So, like, when we get to like that avatar place where we have, you know, th there's a digital version of us, like Second Life, we're journaling in Second Life. Maybe that would be the deal. Um, but not that anybody even remembers Second Life, like in 2000, <laughs> whatever that was. A bit. Um, anyway, okay, so I, I want to talk about, so I agree with you about journaling, and I, I agree with this magic that you're talking about. I do think that it is exceptional. And you talked about mindfulness journaling and just the idea of looking for reflecting on your or reflection journaling reflecting on your day, looking for things to be grateful for, and how that changes your brain. But, but the Evo Planner is different um, from a lot of other planners in that it's not a one-size-fits-all planner. You have developed four main brain categories, uh, and uh -huh. a planner. the layout of the planner is different for each of those four brain types. So one, why, why do different brain types? Let's start there. I mean, I think the honest answer is that, Gib, I've been through a lot of pain in my journey of learning how to find my flow and be effective and tap into my potential and truly become the entrepreneur that I know I can be mm -hmm. and actually make an impact and a mark on this world and find fulfillment through the process of doing all those things. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of pain in that journey. I, I, I achieved what I thought was the pinnacle of my success by holding a great job at Google and, you know, went on this corporate journey and ultimately just felt like I was in a box. And I always had the DNA of an entrepreneur, but I had this story that I had to go and attain certain skills and experience before I could go and venture into something like that and take that type of a risk. Right. And so obviously enough is enough. And I had this, you know, <laughs> crisis moment where I was like, okay, this isn't working. People aren't tapping, you know, this environment isn't even letting me express my gifts. I feel like I'm a, just a cog in a machine. I'm, I'm stuck in a box. I'm completely unfulfilled. I'm offering nothing to myself or the world and I'm not getting to express anything. And I think those are the moments in life where we are most stagnant, where we're really most stagnant and most unfulfilled and is when there's something inside of us that is not being expressed. Mm. There's this artist, this creator, this leader, this speaker, this teacher, this something, this, this parent that wants to be expressed that is not. And that's when we go into these deep, dark states. And that was really the, the, the first piece of it is like when I ventured out on my own, I said, I have to help people as much as possible avoid this pain of not knowing who they really are. Yeah, unrealized potential like that and and, and yeah. being in the wrong box. It, it sounds so confining when you say it like that. 
very confining. And then even furthermore, not even knowing what they do well, let yeah. alone what they do best. Yeah. And so I just kind of started this journey of like, what if we could help people actually identify who they are and what they do best at mm-hmm. a very basic level? Yeah. And that led me on this search. And the search really landed in this place where I realized that what distinguished some of the greatest um, entrepreneurs, people, leaders, thought leaders of our time is that they have identified and put language to who they are mm-hmm. and what they do. And language creates a construct of reality. Yeah, I we were love, talking about that earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it because when you put your, even back to the notebook or journal example, when you put an idea into words, it becomes real. Right. Well, when you put a component of your personality into words, it also becomes tangible and real. And so providing people the language around who they are is a transformational gift. So, for example, our, you, you mentioned we have four brain, brain types, four brain categories. The process of putting people through this free assessment, which at the point of this recording has now reached a quarter of a million people around the world, has transformed their lives in a sense that they now have the language to understand not only for themselves who they are and what they do best, but for the people around them. Right. And then even furthermore, they now have empathy for the people around them because they understand that we're not all the same. Mm-hmm. We're, at, you know, it's like it's down to the idea of like, yes, of course, we're very unique to the point of that we're absolute snowflakes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all unique. But if we could just take that uniqueness and compartmentalize it into these four categories to just generalize these patterns, which all they are are patterns Mm -hmm. uh, that we've put into these quadrants. That gives me enough of a direction and enough of an understanding that I know how to structure my day in a day, in a way that is unique to me. And then obviously that means let's create four different planning systems, four different planners for people based on these unique brain types and what we've learned about them and continue to learn about them and study them and refine this process to make it more and more personalized to them. And, and why, well, why create the physical planner and the four brain types? Why not create like a paradigm for people to use a blank journal? Yeah. Like, like yeah, bullet journaling does, you know? Right, right. I think, I think it in our market research, we just found that this is what people wanted, at mm-hmm. least in our, you know, at least in our little world, our microcosm of our market research and all the people that I talked to over the years before I ever went down this path, they just expressed this idea of really loving a personalized product, something mm-hmm. that was configured for them, something that still gave them enough structure that they didn't have to do all the thinking and all the creation, but gave them the room to be able to create inside of that structure. Mm-hmm. So if it was totally wide open, they probably wouldn't know where to start is what we found. Right. If you gave them a starting, it can be overwhelming. It, to work, it can be overwhelming to look over- at the blank page, blank pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look, some people are really good at that. Right. Yeah. Like some people are so creative and so certain of what they want. Right. Yeah. They just want a blank piece of paper because they have the perfect planning system for them. But this isn't for them. I also find know? that bullet the people that do bullet journaling really well, and, and that's just that's that. What I, why I keep bringing up bullet journaling is it's the journaling style that really starts with blank pages and kind of gives you structure that you add on yourself as you like. But the people that do it really well, they spend so much time just drawing the outlines for the journal on their in their in their paper that it's it, it becomes yeah. like a 40 minutes of your journaling time is not about putting ideas on paper. It's about this. It's about the setup. And that's just ridiculous to me. 
Me too. And like my business partner, Chad, is very big into the in the app world. His background is in apps. And so he understands a lot around gamification. And one of our core you know, things that we really wanted to stick to was making this like plug and play really right. easy. Like imagine you really are entering the matrix and you're hitting the download button. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the guns all come shooting at you like, yeah. uh, like the yeah. big racks of guns. Exactly. So you just we wanted something that's really like a no brainer and mm -hmm. making it really simple and and spending no more than two minutes a day. Like the whole idea is like this should be as easy as just waking up and drinking a glass of water and right. saying a couple things to yourself. And that's it. Like just, move, you know, structure, get some gratitude in, get some journaling in, get the ideas out of your head in a system that is designed for your brain type. Right. And start moving, start getting results. And so, all right. So, so um, I love that. Uh, how, how did you settle on the four brain types and what are they and why and how is each one different? That's a big question. So let's start with how you settle on the four brain types. Yeah. So, you know, when I first started this journey, um, I knew I wanted to create an assessment. Mm -hmm. And um, I eventually just very serendipitously, like these things happen when you go down the journey in life, uh, ran into somebody whose name is Beckett Hannon. And Beckett has been in the space of Jungian psychology and typology for about 10 years right now. Mm -hmm. And I've always been fascinated by Carl Jung. And I really wanted to create something that, like I said, was personalized for people, mm. that really understood at the core there, you know, and Jung is all about the cognitive functions. Mm -hmm. um, and he has a, a very particular system for patterning people and understanding, you know, the order in which they prefer these functions. And one of those is around how you process and organize information. Mm -hmm. The full spectrum of what Jung is talking about is like, you know, he often refers to it as the full stack of your sort of personality. You have these four functions in an order of preference. And the first one is really the core of your personality and how you operate in the world. But the one that sometimes supports that is your what we call your brain type. And your brain type is ultimately just how you process and organize information. So when we identified these four brain types, we said, okay, we don't really want to tell people the full Monty of like, this is your full personality profile. We right. just use, this is just how your brain naturally sees mm -hmm. things. This is how your brain naturally organizes things. And this is how your planner should be designed. So we really tried to simplify that process because our back end is very complex. We really go deeply into the full personality. Mm -hmm. And we have an assessment coming out like literally in about two weeks where we go very deeply into the personality. So we're talking like a, you know, 25 to 30 page report that goes wow. very like a, oh yeah, like a, like, like a strengths fund. Well, not even like strengths fund is much more compact than this, like a full disc profile or a Myers-Briggs, but very in depth. And based on about four years of our research and beta groups and one-on-one -on -one surveys, but that's the back end of it. We just wanted a very simple front end assessment that people could take mm -hmm. to identify which of these four brain types and then say, okay, this is the planning system that's designed for them based on these patterns that we see, these preferences that we see. Will these, will this new extra bit of testing, will this lead to more detailed planners or, or is it just how people will interact with those planners or, or how are you going to be using that? It's more about the journey that comes afterwards. One of the biggest pains that I've seen with people in general when they take any form of an assessment or have any aha in their life and they learn something, any mm -hmm. form of information yep. is like, cool, 
Now what? Right. What's the action step afterwards? What do, what do you what, what do you want me to do now? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I know something about myself. Or, I'm an EMVT yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, I know something. But what about the the blueprint for the roadmap that you're supposed to follow in life afterwards? Mm-hmm. How do I continue growing and evolving mm-hmm. from this point forward? Right. And that's a lot of what the Project Evo journey is about. It's about creating personalized tools for people that help and support them on their journey. The first step is just knowing who you are and what you do best. But then from there, it goes deeper. So no, I won't go into like 16 or 47 different planners. <laughs> um, Good to know. But we will give people that want it more depth, more information, and more integration of those concepts. Great. Great. And now, mm-hmm. now, okay, here's the big reveal. What are the four personality types? Yeah. So we've got obviously the best, the one that I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no best. There's no, there's no brain typism here. That's just a joke I like to throw. So we have the Oracle. Okay. We have the alchemist. That's what I, that's what I am. Have, I, I took the test. I'm an alchemist. Oh, awesome. We have the explorer and the architect, which is what I am. And, um, yeah, they're, they're all pretty, pretty radically different in terms of how they express themselves in the world. So it's, it's very revealing when somebody starts to read their profile and understand the differences between the types. And we kind of even show them that in the planner, but we also have this report that people just get for free online, mm-hmm. which is really cool and valuable. And, and what, uh, what is unique to each one? So like, let's, we can start with you. You're the, uh, the architect. Is that right? That's right. I'm and, the architect. So, and, which is, I feel like we're in the Matrix right now. You mentioned that before. Is that that big character at the end of the third Matrix movie? You're the architect. Oh yes. Oh god, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I need to go back to those movies. Um, and there's an Oracle. I mean, there's a lot of this that's really built in. I, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Wonder which one Neo is. Probably the Explorer, huh? Yeah. And what, what does that make me as the alchemist? Am I Morpheus? I'll be Morpheus. I'll take that. Might be, might be Morpheus. Yeah. I think it is. I think right. it is. Done. Oh, wow. This is fun. I'm actually going to use this, kid. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Bringing this back. To Free of charge. Okay. So yeah. what, what is what is the architect? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what they are, we have what kind of what they are in terms of, we kind of break it out into these core needs. There's a lot. <laughs> I can give you just the, the basic thing yeah, for each thing, but we do break it into like they're needs and their superpowers and their weaknesses and um, who they need around them and and things like that. But ultimately, um, the architect is someone that their their processing happens in their mind and their brain is sort of like a filing cabinet Mm. and it needs a lot of order and a lot of structure. Mm. But what they actually need to thrive is balance in their lives. They need a lot of balance. And without that balance, they're probably just going to become a workaholic, which I've fallen into that trap before. Well, you are a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. So, yeah, I'm assuming <laughs> that you've, you have a, an issue with work-life balance. Yeah, yeah. But I got to eat my own dog food and scratch my itch and, and, and do the right things for myself as part of this journey and mm-hmm. embody these things that I know I need. So it's a very, very present awareness thing for me all the time is like I have got to uh, uh, live what I am talking about here in terms of what I need. And so it's very difficult to set those boundaries, but right. I do it and I work on it every day. And does the planner help you do that? Does, does that? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Because it's designed for that. It's literally designed for that. Like the most important three things that I'm doing each day is 
for the architect, we, of course, designed it so that instead of falling into the trap of following their to-do list, mm -hmm. which is all just going to be work stuff, right. put at the very top their most important tasks. So one important, probably they're going to pick a work task. But then it's a wellness activity and a fun activity. Ooh. Making sure that they have the balance of doing something physically, uh, some sort of wellness activity for themselves, and a fun piece to create balance for themselves. So this is there's so much intention behind what we do inside the planners. I, I feel like an infomercial right now, and that's baked into the plan. That's baked into your daily pages. Yeah, yeah, it has uh -huh. to be, and into the app to make sure the app reminds them to do the same and and provides the same structure. So yeah. I want to talk about the app in a second, but I want to finish these these personality types. So I, as yeah. a, as a um, we'll go with me next, the alchemist. So what what is we don't have to talk about my superpowers, although I would love to talk about my superpowers all the long. <laughs> what is my core need that the planner would help me achieve? Yeah, so the core need is this um, expression to share their discoveries. Mm. The the alchemist is constantly learning and lives in a world of variety mm -hmm. and always inputting of information. So the key is that they're always outputting. And they're sharing their discoveries, even in micro ways with the world. So, for example, Gib, you, you having uh, a podcast <laughs> and getting <laughs> yeah, was... ideas and talking to people like me fulfills that need very deeply. Yeah. Hey, you're right. I, mean, I, I this is this is an enjoyable part of my job. So you're I, 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 I actually when you say that, it's it becomes very clear. So how is the planner specifically going to help me? Yeah. So the other thing with, with alchemists is that, you know, they're, they're always working on a lot of things. So we make sure that they share that discovery. So there are these prompts every day for each brain type. And those prompts are designed to make sure you do those core things, mm. do that mm. wellness activity. You do that gratitude, which is what everybody needs. You mm -hmm. make sure to do that specific brain type thing. So for you, it would be check shared discoveries today. Or for <laughs> me, it would be boom. I had my balance today. Um, so each brain type has that thing. Um, for the explorer, um, so going back here, so they're really, you know, their thing is all about fun and adventure. Uh -huh. They're constantly able to live in this world of fun and adventure. And sometimes the world is designed not for explorers. And in school, this was the person that was told to shut up and sit down mm. and not do these things and not get distracted. And a lot of them have been indoctrinated to not have fun. And so yeah. we're really training explorers to be like, it's okay. In fact, it's what you need to thrive. You have to have fun, and you have to give yourself that freedom. Wow. It's very important. And then the oracle? And then the oracle just needs to disconnect and find time to focus. Um, they are at their best because they live in such an abstract reality, in an abstract world full of ideas as well, like the alchemist. But they're at their best when they can really just take a step back and just disconnect and process all of it. Mm. That's when they really thrive. Have you heard of the Enneagram? Do you know what that is? Yeah. And and did, I mean, have you, does that hold any water with what you do? The the nine personality types there. Yeah, there's no relation in terms of how we do what we do and how how they do as well between our methodologies. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think these are all fascinating things. We just have different approaches. Would you, is this is ontology? Is that what this area of study is called? Worldview perspective stuff. Um, some, yeah, some, some people would call it that. Um, I mean, I, for us, like the core of brain type really is, is most related to, we are, we're very like fundamental with, um, Jung's cognitive functions. Okay. So that's like the basis of ours, but we've created our own language and our own methodology in terms of how to get there. You okay. never said like, here's an assessment to identify it. He just went, here are these functions that I've observed in the mm. world. Here are these patterns that I've observed these preferences that people seem to have across 
across all human beings. And we went, and, and especially Beck went, well, wait, I would love to be able to develop a system to identifying that. Um, the closest thing in the world that's out there would be like a Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs is very behavioral. Right. Um, and it was developed for an entirely different purpose. Why was it developed? Time, um, to help women enter the workforce. Oh, well, yeah. I had no it idea. Help them identify who they are. And, and it was like post-World War II. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So for a very different purpose, and the questions are asked in a very different way. Um, we like to ask the questions in a way that really helps people think about who they are. Um, from a personality perspective and not just behaviorally what they might do because that can fluctuate a lot a lot right. in your life and you can believe that these functions and they can be, it can be distracting too because you could your behavior could have nine different causes and unless you can identify the cause you might be you might go down the wrong path if you're only analyzing behavior yeah that's right that's right what i like about this is that you've taken something that is so um that is so theoretical, and you've made a practical way. Because I, I, I find, and I know a lot of people too. Even with apps that are that are malleable, we keep getting told that there's a certain way to do things, and and for some people it just doesn't work. And so people walk away from that, going, "Well, there must be something wrong with me." And it just could be that yeah. you're the wrong type for this. And what I like about this, it feels so empowered to find my type and to begin to dive in on something that is tailored to how my brain works. I always feel like my brain works differently than other people's. You know, totally. Totally. And it's just the it's just the, you know, the conception of like that language and, and the creation of it. But then the starting point, it's really just a starting point that we're providing people. Yeah. Self-awareness. Yeah. Because you just start that journey and you begin evolving and going down that that road. And then you learn more and more and more about yourself and you go deeper. And like 90 percent of what I've said today, give is stuff that most people will never uncover by going through our system. It's just, you know, the back end, the, yeah. the nerd side of it. But, but I love that stuff. It's yeah. like kind of the madness behind it all. But on the surface, all people see is like, wow, cool. Like, that's my brain type. And yeah, that's what I need. And that's what I'm good at. And oh, yeah, that's true. And that's true. And what I love about what we do and it's just it, it makes it's one of those areas where it's like as an entrepreneur you have to be proud of yourself there's a lot of moments where you're just so hard on yourself yes, yes. <laughs> you are just so like there's so many things where we're just trying to be better and better and better but you know one of the areas i give our team you know so much uh like, like i'm just so proud of our team for what we've done is the accuracy of all of this yeah we rarely get people that are like that was way off and the reason is, and the accuracy comes from, the validity of the accuracy comes from, we're constantly taking that feedback and plugging it back into our results in our system. Very, Even the plan very itself, Silicon Valley of you too. Yeah, it's changed like four times publicly and probably like 73 times behind the scenes, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, a lot. So... I mean, I, so I mean, I, what I like about, again, what I like about this is that it, it, it feels very empowering to me for people that, that see the world differently. And, um, and I, and I, and I, I really like hearing if, if this didn't light you up, I don't know how you, I don't know how you would work on it every day. Cause it could, yeah. I'm sure it feels monotonous at times, but the, um, this, this idea that, that what we're, what we write every single day, it, it changes our brain. This idea that our brain needs a different kind of category to, to function in. Um, and the fact that you have this, this, this structure that is, that is tailored to me, uh, is, it's just, it's very, it's very exciting. And I see why, why you're so passionate, uh, why you're so passionate about it. Was, did you set out to do journals or would you, were you just setting out because you wanted to be an entrepreneur? No, I mean, I was an entrepreneur for about 
um, five years before I started Project Evo. Project Evo is just the latest kind of the the. I'd say the first time I really went like I'm going to build a big company and I'm going to do it with you know these various people involved mm-hmm. and, and and really get after this. But it really started with honestly wanting to just radically revolutionize the the way people work mm. and solve this pain. Like I mentioned in the beginning, the pain I had. That's what really drives me more than anything. And the reason I'm so passionate about this stuff is this is my favorite part. Getting to talk to you and knowing that I might reach one person, Mm. one person who might have a little bit more self-awareness and a little bit more understanding of themselves and a little bit more flow and fulfillment just lights me up, man. Like it's just it's just the gift that I want to forward out into the world. And I'm I'm a natural kind of like I, I really enjoy the process of teaching these abstract things and simplifying them and, uh-huh. and nights me up more. Yeah, well I mean and, and what I like too about it is this it, it's very entrepreneurial in its in its approach, right? It's this idea we, we you have to design your own life um in order to in order to really work with a planner. Like you have to mm-hmm. kind of there's a certain amount of, of self-starterness that you need in order to be a, somebody that uses a planner. But what I find is that the entrepreneurial mindset has never been more important than it is in today's economy. Mm. Be, entrepreneur used to be almost a, 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 like, a, like a dig, a derogatory comment during the middle of the 20th century because there were all of these large companies that most people worked for. And now nobody really goes and I mean, very few people started a company, worked there for 30 years and retire with a gold watch. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, we all kind of have to be entrepreneurial in our approach to our professional life um, and, and therefore entrepreneurial in approach to all of our lives, our, every aspect of our lives. And I think that, that that is why this idea of journaling and planning has, has, has really gotten very popular lately. Yeah, that's very well said. Um, yeah, even if you are just simply, you know, working in a company or you're at home, like we have a lot of people in our community that are just at home yeah. raising their kids and, and, and just passionate about growth still and wanting to structure their days and have some balance. Like you have to be, you know, sort of an entrepreneur of your life and you have to self-direct your life. I mean, one of the things I blogged about for years was this idea of creating a self-directed life yeah. and you do, you have to take it by like, you have to just grab it and create it and you're the director, the writer, the producer, the actor of yeah. your life. Right. And the only way to be proactive is to have a plan and to, to have some sort of process of writing down your goals and visualizing these things and then stepping into them every day. So it's like you start at the macro level of like, what is the vision for my life? What is the vision for my future? Mm-hmm. And then you need a system to tap into it daily. Um, but I can't imagine not having that because, and that's why I created it. It wasn't about a planner at all. It was, you know, the, the main thing that really drove it was like, you kind of had to think about where are people spending their time? Right. Spending their time working a lot or yeah. structuring their days. Okay. Well, if that's true, should it be an app? Well, maybe, but you know what really works best is a physical product, yeah. right? Yeah. Because then you get it in their hands and it's a part of their lives and they carry it and they cherish it. Okay, cool. So that's a way to really become physically part of the experience of their lives Love it. and begin to make these subtle changes. But the times when I fall off using my own product, which happens, I'll yeah. admit it. It happens like, you know, I'll go on a trip and I'll forget it or I get really busy and I go two, three days without it. And then all of a sudden, honestly, things start to fall apart. I become active. 
I am just all throughout the day a little bit more anxious and reacting to phone calls and people and things that are coming at me. And all of a sudden, my life becomes about everything and everyone else. Yeah. I'm no longer directing my life. And yeah. when you use a tool like that, you have the power. You right. stick to your plan. That's really what it's all about. Well, and, and you, you mentioned earlier this, this idea of purpose and fitting in and kind of like, I, I forget exactly how you phrase it, but this idea of structuring your life and feeling like you understand what you're doing every day about yourself. And that mm -hmm. feeling, and, 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 and it gets called flow. I mean, it's a version of flow, um, which is a very popular term, especially from you know coding communities, this idea that you get into a place where your brain is almost operating at the lowest possible energy level, but the highest possible output level, like the amount of effort it takes to get in there, your brain is just kind of firing. It's an amazing feeling. And most people have felt yes. it at some time or another. Uh, you, I, I find that like you get it if you're good at skiing, you get it skiing a lot because there's a certain amount of the wind yes. and and you, you um, and athletics requires it of you. Runners get it. It's the kind of like a runner's high. But you're mm -hmm. talking, you know, this idea of flow. And when you're in flow, everything. Pardon the extending of the pun, but everything flows really naturally out of it. If you don't understand what you're doing every day, you're going to snap at your kids. You're going to snap at your partner. You're going to be rude to the person behind the counter at the coffee shop. If you know where you're going and why you're doing it, everything kind of fits into place and, and you're going to understand how people fit into your world a little bit better because you have a purpose that colors everything you're doing. Mm, and I think that that's really important. It's, I think it's everything. Yeah, right? <laughs> I really do. I think that it starts with some self-awareness and having some sort of plan to follow and knowing who you are and what you do best and then you have a plan to follow and you find that when you take the first step and you experience a little bit of flow in your day and you perform an activity that pushes you to your edge as you described and it feels a little bit more effortless mm -hmm. it feels a little bit easy you experience a sense of timelessness and you elevate literally yourself you elevate your consciousness this is what Mihai Csikszentmihalyi really I think the godfather of flow says is the ultimate state of fulfillment. This is mm. the ultimate state to tap into. Mm. Um, he he feels that there's nothing higher, that it's not about happiness, it's about tapping into and staying into flow as much as you optimizing for flow. And then you can be happy and so on and so forth and all these other components come with it. But it comes when you're pushing yourself a little bit, right. when you're really at the edge of something and there's a slight challenge, he, he, he defines it as being 2% more difficult than a normal activity yeah. that you typically And with that comes a heightened level of awareness, a heightened level of consciousness. And there's this ease about you. You're just kind of in the zone. You're in the pocket. You're, in, you're like going down the hill when you're skiing. You're in that zone yeah. all throughout your day. And I think it's a beautiful state. And I live my life trying to constantly optimize for that. And right. I give myself love and grace when I'm not in that place because <laughs> it's not going to be perfect and right. perfection is awful. Um, so it's just awareness. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and so I think, I think there's something kind of, kind of interesting there where, where, um, you, you want to get in this flow and that, you know, that extra 2% of, of brain power, brain energy that you have to exert over just sort of everyday tasks, um, and gamification, right? Cause I think, I think good video games, really tap into that reward system of making things just challenging enough and then rewarding you properly with it. And uh, I wanted to talk about, I mentioned it earlier, and you've mentioned a couple of times, the app component that mm. coordinates with your, with your journal and how, and how you use gamification to get there. 
Yeah, so gamification can has many components, and it can be very subtle or very in your face. But the idea is really getting those dopamine hits. Right. Uh, and 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 this isn't an area of my expertise, but I can kind of tell you like what we've done, at least to my knowledge, with the app. But really, the idea for the app itself is to to have a place to actually have that awareness logged and tracked. So every single day when people use the planner, you know, they're sort of logging their score. My flow score was an eight out of 10. I did or did not do my gratitude. I, my biggest takeaway of the day was I had an experience or a discovery or a lesson. And they can literally take their um, Evo app and scan that page using a technology that we developed in the app and scan that page and it will upload that data to the app and it's all stored there. Now our long-term vision for that is to be able to really tap into this feedback loop. Mm -hmm. And that feedback loop will say things like, you know, right now, like say somebody um, doesn't do their wellness activity three times a week and we see that that was an area they need to work on, we let them know. Mm -hmm. And we provide that sort of like idea of this isn't just the gamification component for us is like, this is a journey. We thought a lot through like, wow, do we have like a leaderboard and is there points? But then, oh, if there's points and People get competitive. Right. That way, competition is good. Oh, but it can also be bad because you know people are like, "I'm more evolved than you." Right. And, right. 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 Like you know, want to be more evolved and create that like spiritual ego amongst your yeah. own friends. It can begin <laughs> so to devolve the personal growth process. At that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You see a lot of that. It's actually kind of funny and sad at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Um, so it was like, all right, how do we do these things in a subtle way where it drives you individually, um, innately? And so we developed little things that we do with an app to create those dopamine hits. But really what we want to do long term is provide a feedback loop, uh, feedback loop of information um, based on these inputs to provide outputs. This person did X, Y, and Z throughout the week. This was the pattern. What is a recommendation that we can make to them to improve nice. every day, to improve next week so that they become a little bit more aware and they have a little bit of insight into how they're doing? And that's really the vision for that. You know, and I, what, I, what I love about that, too, is that I, I feel like this is a, a big, a very trendy topic right now, this idea of small habits, of small things every day that add up to big changes in your life. You know, all of these CEOs writing books talking about what their daily mm -hmm. patterns are like. I mean, half this podcast is devoted to this idea of figuring out what the most effective daily habits are. Half of our radio show is that. So so I, I feel like that daily concept is great if you have a plan and you can start to put your feet one foot in front of the other on it. But I think a lot of people become a little bit overwhelmed in that I have no idea what the path I'm supposed to be on is and and or if I'm still on it and, and, and giving them kind of like... It's like working out. When you work out, you don't get in shape in your first workout. In fact, you feel more out of shape after your workout than you did before you started it. But you need. But everybody kind of knows, if I do this every day, I'll be in shape. And I think the same thing mm -hmm. is true for your mind, for your focus, and for your long-term potential. Yeah, 100%. I, I really do. It is pretty overwhelming, though. You're right. It can be, especially with all this like flooding of information. Mm -hmm. And again, I kind of go back to that. There's a lot of information and not a lot of integration. Right. So I think what we are really doing, the new paradigm that we are really building is this idea of integrating all of the information you have about yourself, the information that's out there that you feel you want to implement in your mm -hmm. lives and giving a space to be able to integrate it and providing that support and ongoing community and training and, you know, so on and so forth and accountability to help you do it. Otherwise, it's overwhelming. You try to do it all at once. 
And I mean, everybody knows what it's like to go to the gym after a while when they haven't been. Right. They pick up the heavy ass weights that they used to be able to lift. Yeah. And they hurt themselves. Yeah. Or they're sore for a week and they can't go back the next right. day. Right. Uh, you can't pick up the heavy weights. You have to pick up little ones. You have to do little things and just gain momentum and, and get consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, this kind of reminds me, too, of like how Duolingo works. I don't know if you're familiar with Duolingo, oh. the language learning app. And uh, they really have gamified language learning with some of the same kind of feedback loops that you're talking about. Now, they really do double down on the leaderboard thing, which I think works yeah. for, for, for something like language learning. But for personal growth, I think you're right to kind of keep the leaderboard out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We kind of have it where you can check out your friends and you can see how right. they're doing and things like that, I think, are important for teams and companies mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, we also have this long term vision around how companies will use this. Mm. And they are using it and building it for them and, and making it, you know, uh, providing more insight into their coworkers and managers for their employees and things like that. And that's really, I mean, what you should be measuring in the workplace is like, am I thriving? You know, am I doing the things that actually help me show up and be a better person? Right. Or do you just want me to check off tax tasks and make more sales calls? Because right. I can guarantee you what we found is when you do the things that help you thrive and feel good and get into flow, mm -hmm. that person will crush their sales calls. Totally. As an example. No question. So it's, yeah. If, yeah. Especially it's, if you've hired somebody that's a good person, like that you saw potential in to begin with. If you can help them get into flow as much as possible. And I think, I actually think that's true for anybody. And I think people go, they turn to drug addiction and they turn to uh, a lot of self-destructive behaviors because they're trying to mimic flow and they can't find it in their professional life. Yeah. The other thing I'm really seeing is, and, and you kind of alluded to this earlier around people working at companies for 30 years and that's really shifted. Mm -hmm. One of the observations I've made with this whole, you know, especially the millennial generation is you know, a lot of people give the millennials a hard time. You know, everyone has heard, you know, oh, they're not loyal. They jump around. They're indecisive. Right, they're right, right. All this stuff. But I also think that comes from a very deep rooted place of having extremely high standards for their lives. Right. And I don't think people talk about that other side or see it very well or right. understand it. And I think millennials themselves and I'm a millennial. I don't think millennials themselves even understand it very well. It really comes from this place of we've moved up the hierarchy. The world is so much better than it used to be, mm -hmm. and we have improved life so much that we have reached a point where our satisfaction, in order to be satisfied, our standards are very high. Yeah, it's I true. love the work that I do. Yeah. And if my environment doesn't cultivate that and support that, yeah. support me, I'm out. I'm out. Like that's yeah. how people are feeling now because they're like, I can either do it for myself or I'll go to a company that cares. Right. And, and, and because companies aren't taking care of people anymore either. So it's not like, right. well, I'll grind it out here, but I know I'll have a pension. The pensions are gone. So why would yeah. I stick around in a job that doesn't fulfill me? But they have to or, right. or else these companies will die. It's right. like they have to learn to do. And I'm not going to say we're the perfect answer. <laughs> they have to learn to do. You something can say like it. It's your it's your life purpose. Right. Say all it. Right. You're the perfect right. answer. <laughs> No, I mean, that's what comes down to just like my vision of radically revolutionizing the workplace. It's not about these stupid KPIs that we're measuring. Mm -hmm. It's about being there for people and actually understanding what Jimmy mm. and Jane and Sally needs in order to thrive as a human being. It's going to be more emotional intelligence. 
people need to tap into the things that their creativity, most of the hard skills that we have are going to be replaced. All that's left is what's being a human being. Mm -hmm. And if we don't learn how to tap into that, it's not, we're not going to be able to support people on their journey at all. They're just going to leave and everyone's going to be very fleeting with their careers. And you know, what's, what's interesting is that all the research, all of the actual economic research shows that when you give when you give your employees the kind of time that you're talking about time to explore more paid time off paid paternity leave paid maternity leave that they are actually better employees and the companies do better in the long run so yes you are paying for labor that is not there at uh, at all times which which seems when you're looking at a balance sheet to be wasted money but the reality is that in the long term you're going to get better you're going to get better people and they are going to perform better if you empower them with those things <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just data. That's not even that's not a subjective right. concept. That is an objective, observable, scientifically backed, researched concept. Yeah, it's just hard for people to believe. No, I know. It's so short term. And yeah. we look at our P&L and it's like, ah, you know, yeah. Yeah. like I need this person now and I, I can't give up their time or give them more of that or more. Benefit. Yeah. 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 It's just a cognitive sort of like failure we have. I think yeah. I think we're really bad at at um, as human beings, especially we're we're just are, we think that we're really good at this, but we're really bad at assessing um, grander patterns. We're good at smaller patterns. That's kind of mm-hmm. what our brains are designed for: is to kind of see a room and know where the potential foods and dangers would be. Um, mm-hmm. But but this idea of like taking a bigger perspective, we're bad at assessing risk. It's why we gamble. It's why we play the lottery um, because we're bad at seeing. Oh no. Here's where the cost benefit really lies. I mean, that's that's what the book Freakonomics is about. It's about how bad we oh. are at assessing those things. Oh yeah, and I mean, we can't even think probabilistically. Like right. if we were being probabilistic, we'd be super scared to get in a car, right? Not right. Get on an airplane, right? Like every time you get in the car, you should be having a panic attack, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. relative to getting on an airplane. The most dangerous so. part of your drive of of, uh, of a of an airplane journey is to drive to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly we're not good we're not good at thinking probabilistically yeah Uh, well i am i am 100 percent sold uh i hope that everybody listening uh gives project evo a try i will put a link to where you can take the personality assessment as well as where to get your planner in the show notes uh armand i've taken a lot of your time today and i really appreciate it i am going to ask you a couple things that i ask everybody on the show first off if people want to follow up aside from the project evo website which will be in the show notes where can they follow up with you yeah, best place to follow up with me these days is Instagram. Um, my handle's at Armand Asadi. Um, I also have my website, armanasadi.com. And uh, yeah, I'd say those are the two best places. Uh, links to the website and the Instagram profile in the show notes, as well as, again, the Project Evo stuff. Uh, and finally, I ask this to everybody, what is one key habit that people can start doing today that will improve their lives? Hmm. Oh boy, I'm not good at one thing. <laughs> I would say um, develop. It's not even a habit. It's not a fair answer, but I'll say it anyway. Go it's for just, it. De- develop the language to describe and own who you are, and just communicate that every day to yourself. Mm. Just really work on understanding who you are. Because I think life is a journey of that. The mm. hero's journey is tapping into who am I, what do I do best, and what do I provide the world in my unique way, and then expressing that, whether it be through creativity or words. 
Wow. I, I mean, I love it. Basically, part of what you're saying there is uh, journal every day if I had to extrapolate yeah. that into something practical. Yeah. Yeah. If it works. Mm-hmm. Look, I, hey, we've talked a lot about it. Journaling is important, and, uh, and I love your understanding of the brain, and I love how empowering this concept is uh, for me personally. I just, I think it's fantastic. So thank you for your time. And um, uh, we just really thank appreciate you, it. Really appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing. And thanks for having me on. So I, I have got to get my uh, hands and I will get my we, hands. We on this, will, this we'll is, find a way to get I love on. writing stuff down. And, and I, you know, the to-do list thing never works for me. And, uh, and, but, but taking the test is, uh, is awesome. I'll find out what kind of personality. Right. I and it'll, it'll create a to-do list based on your personality type, whether you're, the oracle, the alchemist, the explorer, the architect, whatever your your way of th- approaching yeah. the world is, it, yeah. uh, you, you'll, it, it works. I really find flow in getting stuff done with this. And if you, uh, if you like this interview, and of course you did, then uh, just keep digging in because there's so much youth, youth useful. And Easy for you and, to say. And youthful. Easy for you to uh, say. All of a sudden, I sound like I'm in uh, my... My cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, almost, I almost got it. Uh, hey, as promised, the safety quiz before we let you guys go... Uh, the most dangerous animals in North America are A, dogs, B, alligators, or C, bees. What you, would you uh, guess? The answer is C, bees. Dogs kill 3,000% more people each year than alligators, but uh, nothing compared with hornets, wasps, and bees. 30% of all animal-related fatalities mostly due to allergic reactions. I, bugs, are, bugs are always the ones that get us. <laughs> Mosquitoes, bees, yeah. we don't, you don't think about it, but there it is. It's a bug's life. That's it for our show today. Uh, if you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Also, share this with a friend. If you have a friend that needs to hear this episode, please share it with them. It yeah, also sure. it, it really does a lot for us and, and, and helps us out. Uh, if you want to follow up with us, Facebook.com slash John Tesh is where we spend the most time. We do Facebook Lives there, post videos, have uh, try to respond to every comment. Also, John is on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. On Twitter at John Tesh. I am Gib Gerard. Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. I try to respond to every comment and take every suggestion that you guys have seriously for guests or topics that we can cover on this. Uh, and, and most importantly, more than anything else, guys, I just really appreciate you guys listening because we cannot do this without you. So thank you guys very much. For listening to Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. Da, 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 da.